buck a buck a buck a buck a buck a <laughs> You know the deal This is me though Yes, and you know the deal. Once again, we find ourselves in the Brooklyn night zone. As always, I am one half of your hosting party. You could call me Ness. And uh, I am accompanied, as always, by my main man, my mellow, my ace. Ooh, love it. Your boy Jay is in the building. What's going on, Mr. Jay? How are you today? I'm good, man. Uh, it's uh, It was a beautiful day out today. Um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, yes. Uh, uh, again that episode was money great fucking episode uh, yeah. but yeah you know uh nice out today um you know we're on the eve or well just second uh the elections was yesterday so yeah i mean we did the whole thing did, did you get a, a chance to get out and vote i did i nice. did you know the, one of the things about this this year is uh everybody seemingly was on that let's get out and do our civic duty uh, I said duty. Um, everybody was on there. Get out there and, and do the thing. And I didn't. I didn't want to be left on the sidelines. No so um, no I got in. I did my uh, absentee ballot, and uh, my hope is that it's going to be counted. You know, it's it's uh, it's rare that we're like almost you know, 24 hours removed from the closing of the election and we still don't know who the president is. So. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's a, it's definitely a weird uh, uh, situation, but here we are, right? Um, I think once this episode drops on Friday, I think the listeners will, at that point, will probably know a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think a great opportunity for us to kind of dive in a little bit into the political scheme, you know, so. I like it. I like it. So, you know, as, as we expand our uh, listening audience and try to, Accustomate them, accustomize, accustomate, acostumbral, you know, acostumbrarlo. like acostumbrarlo to what we're doing. This is Brooklyn Nights, the politics episode, uh, because we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Yeah, right. Might as well. I mean, is 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 it's the order of the day. It's where we're at. And so, um, when we were discussing pre-production, you hit me with that. I, I think I want to talk <laughs> the 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 political goings-ons um and i you know i was with that because i said you know my man jerry wants to talk about it then that means that there's some stuff there so i i am 100 ready to, to follow your lead on this episode uh the only thing i will say to preface my commentary is that uh i'm not going to use the word politics instead i'm going to use the word politics <laughs> because it seems like there's some trickeration going on and has been for quite some time. And so understand that that my view of, of politics has changed over the course of my life. Absolutely. Uh, but I think we have a very uh, fertile uh, field from which to pluck the fruit <laughs> and 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 fatten ourselves over the Love course it. of this episode. So there we go, Jerry. Take yeah, us no, on absolutely. a journey, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I remember we had this conversation. Um, are we going to dive into the politics? Uh, you know, the landscape, right? And and it's usually not a, a subject that um, one that we're not going to shy away from, right? Uh, but it's a it's a subject that, of course, we're not political pundits, right? Mm -hmm. um, we we did mention 
in our previous uh, introduction that, you know, we did want to hit politics. And it just happened to be that this podcast was set off in 2020 where there was an election year. Um, so my train of thought was just like, you know, let's, let's glance over this. Um, I don't think we need to, you know, at this point, we don't need to uh, kind of, you know, push any political party if that's what you want to do hey that's on you right um right, i think right. it's just a question of let's let's see what's going on talk a little bit about this uh the landscape um talk about um you know how the politics also uh kind of you know mesh with what's going on in brooklyn um and mm-hmm. then let's take it you know we, we we know that we're puerto rican heavy on this show so let's take a look at what that looks like for puerto rico as well and, and you know being that I did have the opportunity to live in Puerto Rico, I can talk a little bit about how that looks, right, in my eyes. And I think when we were having this conversation, um, you have your own set of ideas and and where you stand with Puerto Rico. And I have no idea where that where you lie, where you stand. But I'm interested, you know. But yeah. that's the that's the thing about politics is it's again we're not here to change anybody's mind, right? Your mind is made up. You voted for who you voted. Fine. Um, I think. You know, it's just a great opportunity for us to dive in, dive into this a little bit, you know, and and see it from a you know a a, a stand from you know two you know two homeboys from Brooklyn just talking about politics again. Street, not- street level view of the political polit polit politrical polit politric whatever yeah, goings that, ons, right? So, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think. Um, like you said, we're not going to change people's minds, but we're certainly going to dive into uh, some of the, the the considerations that folks like us typically, all we are, uh, seemingly, is uh, another um, market that gets catered to when uh, these politricians need people to vote for them. Otherwise, we're largely ignored. Right. They, 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 seemingly they pay attention to the corporations, to Big Pharma, to to uh, the top one percent. Uh, if we want to go that route, those are the people who who seem to be catered to the most. And 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 Joe Average, you know, which I think we consider ourselves Joe Average. And, and some people may take exception considering, you know, our professional identities. But I came I came up in the game poor. Right and 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 or, or or what you call a lower socioeconomic status, and there's a part of that that's a holdover. You know, no matter how far I get professionally, I still approach things from this. I don't have much uh, uh, financially, right? Um, and so the the, the politicians, <laughs> they they don't care about me. Right, they they just want my vote. They don't really care about my status and my welfare, and my well being, and, and so you know, th- there's some of that is shaped. Um, but I think I would be remiss if I didn't make this point, and it's something that we talked about in pre, which is when you come up as we did, seemingly politics is the domain of adults uh, sometimes. Right. And so when I came up, my family, uh, they talked about the, 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 the politricians of Puerto Rico and the stuff that was happening over there uh, or the politrickery uh, with uh, Munoz Marin and, and all of the corruptness, that, the, the, the corruption that was happening over there. And we only really paid attention to who was the president 
because that's what was on the media. We didn't really have a, a, a sense either way and didn't feel like our vote really mattered. Um, and then And then you grow up and you start to have some skin in the game. And so, as I mentioned to you, you start to care the second you have stuff that you don't want to lose. And so the example that I use is, oh, now you have a kid that's going to school. You want to care about how that school is funded. Uh, is it a public? Is it a private? What kind of resources do they have? Do the kids have books? Do the kids have teachers? What kind of teachers are they getting? Are these uh, teachers that have uh, um, what is considered an Ivy League education? Or are these uh, teachers are, you know, we're getting the bottom of the barrel over here. Um what are my investments? Do I even have investments? Do I know what an investment is? Right? What's my four hundred one k? What's what's my what's my social security? What's my my FICA? Who's who's taxing what? Where's my money going? Like that's when you start to to worry about who's sitting where. But when you're you know what birth to to seventeen eighteen, you you could give to about it. Yeah, and and I give it up to the young generation that's actually involved in outvoting, right? Because like you said, you know, it hit us at a at an age where we're a little bit older. Um, you know, it, it's not, it wasn't normal for us to get so caught up with politics until now, right? And mm-hmm. and it's not that we're entrenched in politics right now. I, I, I don't, I mean, we hang out, we, you know, politics might come up once in a blue, if anything, um, because of, maybe who's in power and so forth. Right. But yeah, I mean, once you, you know, once you start going into that, you know, adulthood, that's when things start changing a little bit and you become a little bit more conscious of, you know, if it's not affecting me directly, it is affecting somebody that I know. Mm -hmm. And I want to help as much as possible. If I can get somebody in power, that's going to help that particular person. Right. In my case, I don't have kids. Right. So, there's only a, a, a few things on the spectrum that I look at um, that are dear to me. And if that particular uh, position or candidate lines up with that, then I'll tend to vote in favor of that particular uh, person because of where I line up in. Right. But uh, politics is a it's a whole spectrum of of situations that people are looking at and making the decisions based on those decisions. So again, it's, it would be stupid for us to come on the show and try to say, Oh, you need to vote this way. You need to vote that way. Hell no, that's up to you. And, and whatever your view is, that's cool. You know, um, granted we live in a, a very liberal state. Um, and I happen to align myself with a lot of the ideas, um, from a liberal or progressive, uh, standpoint. That's cool. That's me. But it's not everybody's um, situation. So again, um, I agree with you wholeheartedly that you know we have to, at a given point, either you want to take it serious because you need to take it serious, or you just hey fuck it, it is what it is. Politics as usual, you know. Let's keep it moving. But again, it, we're in the midst of a of a, a heated uh, you know uh, competition right now. So. I, I think it's I think it's telling that as as you're having this conversation, the church bells are going off in the background. <laughs> I can hear them, and I'm like, you know, who who do these bells toll for? Because it's it's time for somebody to go to bed and disappear, and and time for like a, a new yeah. form to to rise and 
not take his place. Our hope is that the system is going to change. And so when we talk about politics, it's not only just the, the people and the ideologies, because when, when you think about it, and, and this is something that people have seen on the internets, they're like, what if I told you that the left wing and the right wing belong to the same animal? And you sit there like, oh, snap, I never really thought about it like that, but it's so true. The, the, the people in power are going to serve the interests of the folks in power, right? The, 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 they're looking to continue their grasp on that so that they can form policy, so they can make decisions. And a lot of times those decisions seemingly, right, the, the, the speak on the street is, oh, it's for the people, it is not really for all the people. It's for certain people. And, and so I think we also have to recognize that, like, marginalized communities, they've been pushed to the side yeah. in, the, in this country, historically. Yeah. Right? A system was created that didn't consider some of us people to begin with. Right? And, and you know, what are we doing? We're doing history. Like, black folks were not considered in that first opening salvo of the writing of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, right? Women were not included in that ideology. They had a, they had a fight for their rights, and and people think like, oh, they they fought for this stuff way back when. No, man, like women have only had the right to vote something like uh, seventy five to hundred years, if 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 I if I remember my history lessons correctly. Like women's suffrage is was a relatively new thing. Um, uh, black America, while they, they certainly had, had, uh, the right, I think before women, even, I may sound like a blathering idiot at this point. I'm, I'm going to unknown, but the, the <laughs> fact is the system was not set up for those people that in, in the U S of a have been on the sidelines. And I think that's why we're paying special attention to this one, because you got somebody at the forefront of a movement that is denying the humanity and existence of those populations and, and is doing it with, with like no shame. Like I'm not even hiding how <laughs> freaking racist I am and I'm just going to do all these things. And then you got the, uh, another party that's saying, well, we're not as, as racist. So vote for us. And yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're left here with like, what's the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Right. And, and so I think that this is a, a particular moment in in our history and uh you know I, again i keep i keep looking at like things that people post somebody posted up the other day they're like i'm sick and tired of living through all of these historical moments it seems like 2020 is one <laughs> long uninterrupted historical moment it's and, a lot. and this is like the the comma or 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 the parentheses before we get to, you know, what's the rest of November and December. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's been a lot, you know, and, and it's like you say, right? It, it's, there's stuff that has to happen. There's protests that need to happen in order for people to realize what the situation is. Because if you're in your own bubble, then you're fine in your bubble. But, you know, there's other people that are just not okay with the status quo, right? And we're not, I mean, that's You said the thing. bubble, but... <laughs> <laughs> Bubble butt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just need yeah. to throw that in there. But go ahead. No, what I'm just saying, you know, that 
we, we understand, you know, that every, you know, again, it's a big spectrum and, you know, depending where you live, if you're an urban, um, if you live in an urban environment, then your, your way of living is different than you live in a rural community. It's different too. So what I want to happen is I want people just to, yeah, let's just, this, this vitriol and this hatred that let's get beyond that. I mean, that just makes no sense, you know? Um, so one of the questions that uh, I was going to present to you in, in in this particular election that we're going on right now is what is it that you want to see, right? And what I want to see next, before you get into your, your stances, I just want to see us move forward with, you know, this president shouldn't be in our face every single day right and he should be in our face if we if the situation deems it right if it's a national uh situation that we need to address you know let mm-hmm. the people know the facts here's what i'm doing blah 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 but damn bro four years of just somebody in your face and just you know talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the way me and you live every day, that gets tiresome, man. And, you know, I get it. You do, you know, you're doing you, but you know, there's people's lives that are being affected by just, you have the power of of, of a position that a lot of people are listening to you. Use it for, you know, the betterment of, of the situation. Don't, you know, just don't invoke, Stuff that just is going to, you know, that doesn't make sense. You know, that's just diluting the conversation. Um, so me personally, I just want us to get to a point where everybody has their opinion. Everybody has, you know, opinions and facts. And and let's make sound decisions based on those decisions and facts or, or, or based on those facts. Um, but, you know, there's stuff that we still need to address. We're always going to be in a, a situation where we're going to need to address something, right? Um, as a society, there's always going to be something that we need to address. But let's, the leadership needs to be in a position where we try to overcome that, not create anything beyond what the situation is. It has nothing to do with you as a person. It has to do with us as a nation and as a society. So that is my hope, right? And whoever's in power, let's stop, you know, let's stop with, you know, just trying to select people to, you know, who we want to work with and, and and who we want to move forward. Let's look at things holistically. Let's look at, you know, let's look at, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of stuff, you know, the economic situation. There's a lot of people that have more money, like the, the wealthiest have a lot of money. And, you know, there's people that are struggling in, in this time period. So let's just, let's get beyond that. Let's just work for the nation, you know, and get to a place where, Try to be more inclusive for everybody, man. Forget about all that, you know, red and blue, whatever. Let's just try to be more inclusive, bro. So that's my that's my hope. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. And again, like I, I know this stuff is going to continue to pop off, but hey, that's my stance on national. Yeah. What is your position? I, th- I think, uh, so, you know, first of all, the comedy is, well, today's Kumbaya moment is brought to you by Jerry. Right, because it's a, it's a it's a hopeful and idealistic take on on what we would love to evolve to. Right, I think I have I have uh, over time evolved my perspective, and and from someone who didn't care uh, to someone who is now 
doing a little bit of research and, and paying attention to what's getting reported uh, as much as I'm getting I'm paying attention to what's not being reported. Right. right. Trying to trying to see like a magician. You always look at the hand that they don't present to you because that's where the, the trick is happening. <laughs> right. So they're like, you know. They're trying to talk to you and keep you focused while their hands are doing other stuff. And I feel like that's what politics in this country is, is they're trying to keep our eyes someplace else while, while they do more stuff. And so I think what it comes down to is is money. Uh, and and a, lot of, a lot of this is there's people in this country that have money, that have a lot of money, that have a, a mega shit ton of money. And they want to keep it. Right. And they don't want anybody else to have that much money. Right. And a couple of different examples. Your boss is never going to pay you as much as you need to to live in his neighborhood. It's just not going to happen. Right. There's, there's this ideology at play that I think puts people into certain sections. And so if you're the money folks... The CEOs, the 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 CFOs, the 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 people who created the IP. You want to live in this place where it's like I I made all of this wealth. I want to hold on to it. I don't want it to go anywhere. And and rightfully so. You made that money, right? But how did you make that money? On the backs of other people. And and as we know, when you look at, at history, like the great robber barons of industry, they they found a way to consolidate the market to favor themselves they found a way to create scenarios where like no one could compete with them and then we did the song and dance like we're going to shut down monopolies there's like only four or five media companies that are running everything in a true free and independent world there would be like 2700 media markets and then we would select but no right now five companies own all of the major Outlets and I and I'm I'm guesstimating here, right? I, again, don't check me on my numbers. Even though the <laughs> opening song to this was called "Mathematics" hey. uh, by Most Def, and if you haven't listened to it, it's it's so timely. The, the point is, there's people that have money that want to hold on to all the money, and then there's people that don't have money that are trying to put together a semblance of a life, right? And so it's, I don't have money. And now rents are double and triple what they used to be in Brooklyn, right? And so you got landlords who see this rapid gentrification of Brooklyn. They want to capitalize. So what are they, they want to move out all of the people from their buildings that have uh, rent control uh, apartments or, you know, Section 8. They want those people out so they can clean out the apartment, do a, a you know, a, what I call, you know, put makeup on a pig. <laughs> and they move people in for two, three times the rent. And th- those people that they're moving in are not the people that originated in that space. Right? So so for me, the hope is that we start to recognize the humanity in people and and see, you know, to your point, there's no difference between me and another human being uh, biologically. Uh, you know, maybe some people have a different skin color. Maybe some people can grow hair. Maybe some people can't. Maybe some people grew up in a different part of the world so they speak a different language. But ultimately, we're the same uh, being, human being. And so that shouldn't prevent 
us from wanting the best for each other. And so when it comes down to like basic universal health care, everyone should have the right to get treated if they're sick. Not, you know, you shouldn't be. I'm going to try to do this delicately. <laughs> you Easy. shouldn't be a person who just because you have money has access to experimental treatments and all of a sudden you're not sick anymore, but hundreds of thousands of people have been dying from this thing and then you don't want anybody else to get the same treatment that you got, bro? And, right, and, and a lot of people think I'm talking about the, the president. I'm talking about the first guy who beat AIDS, Magic Johnson. Wow. Right? Like, yeah. people forget about that. Yeah. But homeboy caught AIDS, got AIDS, like whatever the, the terminology is, and, and at the time was one of the highest paid athletes in the world, disappears from the public view for a little couple months, comes back, he beat AIDS. And, and like, now I'm seeing commercials on TV for, like, prep uh, you know, and you can have all the sex you want and, and you're not going to get AIDS. But once upon a time, AIDS was a scourge. It was killing and wiping out folks left and right. And most of those folks, black and brown, yeah. minoritized, marginalized communities, right? Homosexuals. And now I, I think because certain members of our human population started to catch this disease. They were like, well, we need to stop this. So let's let's release the the, the cure, but we're not going to call it the cure. Boom. I will, But you know what? I also mentioned Trump. How COVID is killing people left and right. You go into the hospital for two days. You get whatever treatment. All of a sudden you come out like, this ain't nothing. I have a hospital around the corner from my house where they erected an outside facility to store the bodies of people that were dying. Now, I can't tell you that that was 100% COVID deaths, right? Because there's things happening there with the, with the reporting. But I'm going to say I trust and believe that a number of those were. If they weren't COVID, they were certainly exacerbated by the COVID situation. And here's somebody who's like, yep, I'm I'm a healthy as a as a you know thoroughbred stallion, but nobody else can get that access to that treatment. So that's not right. So for me, it's it's let's move to a place where we recognize people's humanity and create a a, a, a society where they have where, where everyone has access to the basic needs, right? When when companies are creating architecture to prevent homeless people from sleeping in their doorways and on their benches and all that kind of stuff, you could take that same money and create housing. And I say homeless, I think it's it's people who are houseless is the correct term, right? So you could create housing for those individuals, but they don't want to do that. You, you, I think, again, you, you hit it on the head with, it's a topic, right? It's, you, you chose the healthcare topic, right? Or you mentioned the healthcare topic. I agree. You know, like, why should, you know, you've been to a doctor, you, you, you've seen the bills. Ridiculous. If you don't have health insurance, I mean, you can, it's just you, astronomical. Yeah. It's just crazy. Why not, you know, go with that kind of platform and, and look at what would healthcare for everybody look like? You know, um, is it again, you know, you not, then you start getting into, oh, that's a socialist program, you know, but 
But it's just a human being program. It's a human being program. <laughs> We're saving people's lives. Yeah, yeah. So listen, you know, I mean, I could get, I could get even crazy. Yeah, I, I know. Jeremy, you, you got a car? You got a car? I, I got you, a You got a car. You got it. You got a nice little uh, whip that you, that you push, right? <laughs> and and I've been in the car with you, and and we're whipping in. The music is playing, and the 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 sunroof is open and and cool, and 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 we hit a pothole. Toma. <laughs> I pay taxes. Why is there a pothole? Right? That same pothole that's been there for seven years, bro. Where's my where's my taxes supposed yeah. to fix the streets? Yeah. It, it's a lot, right? It, and like I said, it, it's 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 a spectrum, right? And you have to choose, not that you have to. If you want to hit everything, you hit everything and you try to improve everything. That's the goal of everybody, improve everything. Um, but yeah, from you know, we brushed over it from a national. Now let's dive into it, into the Brooklyn side of it, the potholes and, you know, <laughs> the the gentrification part of it. You know, my stance on the local part of it um, is really that. I think communities are like, we're, we're actually very segregated here in, in, in Brooklyn. Like there's pockets of a Latin uh, community, a black community and a white community. I've happened to live in Bushwick, um, which is Latin community. I've happened to live in East New York, which is a black community. Now I live in Williamsburg, which is predominantly a you know a younger white community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to me it's strange because it, there's no synergy. <laughs> you know, it's it's and that's you you travel to certain parts of the states, right? And, and I'm gonna use New Orleans for an example. Those people in New Orleans is just so proud of their community. I mean, they you go there, they they treat you well, but they also understand that you need to treat New Orleans well. Yeah, you you're here to have a good time, and it's a, the big easy. But if you're out of line, cats in New Orleans will let you know you're out of line because they want to preserve that community vibe that they have. Um, I think we lack that in Brooklyn. I think, you know, especially with gentrification, there's people that are moving in that have not been here and don't understand the struggles of the people that have been here. They don't know, you know, like the house that they just bought for 1.7 million used to belong to Doña Teresa and she was doing her best to bring up her five, you know, sons and daughters in that household and they were struggling, but it was love in the house. There was dominoes being played. There was, you know, Thanksgiving were great. And all of a sudden you come in 1.7 million. All right. You know, now I'm, you know, like you don't know the history and then you don't, you don't appreciate the history. Then where is the sense of what, what do you expect? You know, show up. If you come into the neighborhood, show up, say what's up to your, you know, to your neighbors. Hey, shit, damn, you know, Doña Teresa, my name is, you know, whatever from such and such from whatever other part of the nation you're from because you're not from here. Yep. You know, show some love to that person, you know, and and introduce yourself to the point where I'm your neighbor. You need anything? Let me know, you know. But, but that but that doesn't happen. Oftentimes, happen. you know, it's happen. it's uh uh to use uh, one of my favorite comedians uh, turn of phrases, you know. Philip shows up <laughs> and now the Ortiz family next door is doing a, a quinceañera, sweet 16, and the music is a little bit too loud. And so I'm going to call the cops. And when the police show up, 
potentially somebody ends up dead. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's it it doesn't work uh that like if you're gonna like to your point, if you're gonna come into the neighborhood, become part of the neighborhood. Absolutely. Um don't go into don't, that go into that quinceanera. You be a part of it. Fuck it. It's one yeah. night that all right, it's music is loud. I don't know how to dance this whatever's playing merengue, salsa, whatever this shit is. <laughs> Learn I don't know it. How to dance that, but I'm gonna Learn move. It. Yeah, and and get yourself and you involved. Can, and it. you could dance with Titi Chacon. She'll oh, teach you, shit. right? <laughs> you gonna have a good time, my man. And if you're gonna bring potato salad, don't put raisins in it. I mean, it's a simple, <laughs> simple thing. Um, I'm I'm sorry. It just, it just it was so timely. It was it was right. Yeah, that was good. That was, was good. That was, was good. good. Yeah, but um, but that's 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 what I think you know just needs to happen a little bit. And, you know, again, and and I don't think people' intentions in 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 Brooklyn are bad. You know, I, I think everybody comes in with a sense of um, their their pride, right? They're, they're they're proud of shit. I'm I moved into Brooklyn, which is liberal, and I feel I'm in a liberal community, and I'm doing stuff, and you know, I got my sign out on the window, and I'm I'm marching, and I'm doing. But that's a part of it. Yes, yeah. that is a part of it. But who the fuck is your neighbor? Who who are the people in your neighborhood? You know, and and yes. again, just that's what I want to see in Brooklyn. I want people to feel as proud as I am to be from Brooklyn. I walk these streets and I'm looking for people to talk to, man. And these <laughs> these cats are not from here, and it's weird, you know. I, I find and, myself and, and and to even to your point, right? Like even if there's no words spoken, I think we we I'm gonna go back to like episode one where you do the head nod. Right, you're walking down the street, and somebody's walking opposite in your direction, and you lock eyes for a second, and a number of things could happen. But like Brooklyn, you do the head nod, you acknowledge that somebody else, like I see you, and then you keep it pushing. Now, people are quick to like divert their eyes, pick up their phone, pretend that they're taking a call or, or searching for something, uh, depending on on who the individual is. That's like. The, They'll clutch a purse, cross the street. That's, and I get it too. I get it. it. It's not easy for somebody that's an outsider to come in and and intermingle or you know have those conversations with the local community. It's hard because they don't understand it. Um, they're like, "Fuck, I don't but know." The, this. But the thing is, you, like, you don't get jumped right away <laughs> coming in. Like, like we said, like spreading love. Yeah, you know the Brooklyn thing. Like, we'll see people come in. We'll, we'll try to make the thing happen, right? Because. Like, you know Bodega Man on a first-name basis, right? You yeah. walk around and, and you know uh, Charlie on the corner. You know uh, the, the 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 fire hydrant cats that, you know, every summer open the fire hydrant, right? You know, uh, once upon a time it was homie with the big radio. Now it's homie with the with the Bluetooth speaker. Like, you know these people. Yeah. And, and, and at minimum, you recognize the humanity by saying hello, right? Like, the... the, the Basic common decency is to say hello to someone, and that that thing is is long gone. I think is is and it's one of the things that is being lost, yeah, probably worldwide. I, I can't speak to worldwide, but I know in Brooklyn, I try to do head nod to people, and I just I just look. They look at me like I'm crazy, like I'm having a, a, a seizure or something. Like, <laughs> why, why is he nodding his head at me? I'm trying to say what's up, yo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we we mentioned this uh, in in an episode, a previous episode as well, is that when we're from Brooklyn, we 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 love to intermingle and have those conversations with people, right? And, and say, yeah, we're from Brooklyn, right? And cool, but now you're in Brooklyn too. Let's don't shy away from it. Let's have those conversations. Let's, 
oh, that, you know, he gave me a head nod. Yeah, what's up? Oh, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in apartment, you know, five B. Say what's up whenever you want, man. You know, and I do that a lot. I find, you know, I I approach people a lot because it's my nature to do it, right? Because of of who I am. Um, of I am a curious person. I want to know um, your backstory. Um, and I do that a lot. I, anywhere I go, if I'm playing basketball, I'm always talking to the cats like, oh, what's up, man? You know, like, where you from? Oh, you from Crown Heights? That's what's up, man. Yeah, I used to live in East New York. You know, it's not, nothing to do with Crown Heights. But you have those conversations. You wind up making really cool friends, man. And that's what I want people in my neighborhood right now, in this particular area, I want people to feel they're not transient. Even though they might be, you know, yes, I'm I'm a transient, but fuck it, I'm here now. Let me, let me, let me dive into this as much as possible. Find out, you know, Jerry, he, I don't know where he's from. He looks Puerto Rican, Indian. I don't know where that cat's from. Arabe. Arabe, yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) people that like, they don't, they have no idea where I'm from, right? Because, and I get it, it's cool. Um, But just come over, yo, say what's up, you know, that's, you know, and and what you're going to find you're going to find a, a, a real dude that's mad cool. And if you need something, I got you. I, I got a hoopty, like we said. You need a ride somewhere. I got you. I'm going that way. You know, let's find that in, in the community. That's what I hope for. And I don't, yeah. I, I think it's going to be difficult for it to happen. Um, but I hope that we get to a point where this whole gentrification kind of slows down a little bit. Take a deep breath, Brooklyn. Let's see what the hell is going on. You know the rents are getting too high. We're displacing a lot of people that are from these communities, man. Let's let's. <laughs> the rent is too damn Shit, high, bro. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. You know, let's 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 get let's wrap our hands around a little bit. You know, and I think honestly, the current situation that we're going through with the pandemic, it's slowed down a little bit of stuff. Might be a good thing in regards to you know, you're here. You know, now some cats just want to want to run away because. The shit is getting tough. Motherfucker, we've been here for a minute. You know, we're going to be here for a minute too. Like, yeah. that's not the, yeah. you know, that's not the way it goes. But, all right, so we hit. We don't, we, we don't, we don't abandon ship. Yeah, uh, bro. Right, to your you point know. is, is you got to yeah. stick it out. And, and you know, it's it's, it's sad because as you were saying that, I'm, I'm I'm thinking in my head, like, that sounds like the breakup speech, right? It, it sounds like the, the just before we're about to break up, it's let me lay out for you all the things that are not working. And so this is why <laughs> I have to go. Yeah. And we we stay, right? And maybe that's dysfunctional. Maybe it's it's a it's a trauma induced reaction uh, <laughs> due to uh, our upbringing. But the reality is, we we're tough. We stick things out. We we stay, and we try to we try to find the best. Um, Absolutely. And so, I, you know, I think you were about to transition us from Brooklyn to Puerto Rico. Am I correct? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So before we we we, mer- we focus on Puerto Rico or take that Eastern Airline trip over to the island, <laughs> nah, you know, I, like I said, I just wanted to wrap it up. You know, with Brooklyn, you know, like I said, um, it's there's a lot that we can do, right? And and again, there's what's the outlet, right? We don't have outlets, but this is a good outlet for us. This is a good conversational uh, piece that if people don't listen to us, you know, we, we just want to spark something in you to, you know, like, yeah, they're right. You know, like 
and do what you can, you know? Um, well, my hope is is that we're honoring the spirit of of the folks that we're around and that we've come up with so that they, that yeah. they see themselves reflected in us. Uh, because the, the true podcast audience, you know, when you create the show, your audience should be uh, an idealized type as, I, as I've done my research. And so my hope is that my audience is us, right? People like yeah. us that are here that are trying to make sense of this. And, and here's the thing that if you get to know someone from your neighborhood, you find out where the best bacon, egg and cheese is at. Oh. You find out which bodega has the, the lowest, lowest price milk. You're going to find out who's open at three o'clock in the morning for the thing that you need uh, when you wake up and you're like, oh, shit, we don't have this. You, you know where to go. You're, you're going to find out what's the fastest way to get from where you are to where you need to be, whether it's walking, whether it's a, bu- a bus, a train, a city bike, lo que sea. That, that's what getting to know someone from here is. Like We've done that. I've walked all the streets. I've taken all the buses. I've taken all the trains. I, I know not to be in Coney Island under the boardwalk <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning because you're gonna get stabbed or end up with heroin in your system. Like it's it's one of the one or the other, right? Uh, you you know depending on when you go to Coney Island, you're gonna freeze your ass off because it's on a beach. So don't don't be there in in January. It's not cute. You're trying to get a, a selfie, like oh look at me, it's January, I'm on the beach. No, brother, you're gonna freeze to death. Like don't do it. And it's the easiest thing. That's to again just say what's up to somebody. Like I said, that's and if it. you know if 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 that's not if that person doesn't pay it forward, or I mean, or say what's up to you, then you keep it moving. All right, cool. I try. They're but, lost. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I'm not gonna stop. That's my 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 nature and my personality. I'm always gonna try to talk to people again because I find it super interesting. Um, but at the same time, I'm I'm also judging people that 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 don't. You know, so you know, I I, I would dare say. You're spreading love. <laughs> the Brooklyn way. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So, um, Eastern Airlines, you got your ticket. Um, I'm going to Puerto you know, Rico. We're going to. Da, 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 da. Uh, let me and, ask you and a question. Time out. Time out. The plane has to land and, and the Puerto Ricans oh. have to clap. They have to clap. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the Viejita next to you is doing the oh sign of the cross oh, you know, a couple of times. But all right. So, we're in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're in Puerto Rico, right? And, and, I'm going to have an opportunity to talk about a little bit of the politics of Puerto Rico. Um, and actually, because I lived during uh, some of the political landscapes in Puerto Rico. But yes. I want to, I first of all, I'm interested in your take, right? I, <laughs> I am super interested in understanding what your point of view is, right? And then I can, you know, I'll dive in a little bit deeper, I think. But I am super interested in, you know, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, because you're seeing... You've seen the political landscape of Puerto Rico, not from afar, but maybe from a distance. And yeah. I am just curious to see where your knowledge is on that particular yeah. subject. Yeah. So I, what, I, what I'll say is this. Um, between the ages of birth and 12 years old, I had occasion to, to be uh, walking around Puerto Rico and, and watching the, the island develop. And the the radios talked about the politics every day. Like there's channels dedicated to the politics. And I didn't know what they were saying. And and not that I didn't understand the words. I understood the words. I just, I wasn't uh, mature enough to really understand. Like conceptually, what are they talking about, right? They have PNP, PRP, Los Independentistas, uh, the Jibaros from the mountain versus the the Ciudadanos. Um, 
And so Puerto Rico is is definitely uh, divided by class, right? right? And so um, my come up my come up was with the Hibaros, the 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 folks from the mountains, the the folks the, from the land. Um, you know, and that's not to say that my my family wasn't educated; they were just not in uh, in the schools. Do you want to say blue collar? Blue collar? I would even say less than blue collar. These were these like you know farm. Kill the Love goat, it. kill yeah. the chicken, right? Like, <laughs> and then, and then my grandfather was military, and he was able to turn that into a, a career uh, with the with the uh, post office, and so um, I got to see that. Nice. And 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 what I understood about politics as a kid is that uh, Puerto Rico was dealing with corruption from from like day one. Right. I just I didn't understand how deep that went. Fast forward to to like a year ago. I am in Puerto Rico. I am in San Juan. I am in the middle of the protests for Ricky Renuncia. Wow. I yeah. am I am on the street like that's now called Calle de la Resistencia, mm. right? And people are banging the pots and the pans and they're singing Carajo, puñeta, uh, uh, Ricky renuncia, all that kind of stuff, right? And and to be in the midst of that. Now, I wasn't there when Ricky Martin and Bad Bunny <laughs> and and all those people showed up. I was there with like the people, and so with all of this seeming chaos, right? Because if you were uneducated, it would seem chaotic to you, but. There wasn't, I wasn't afraid for my life, right? I wasn't worried that that violence was about to erupt. I was with people who were passionate about this guy, uh, Ricky Rosselló, he needs to go. And we're going to do everything in our power. We're going to pray. We're going to dance. We're going to perreal. We're going to like, we're going to do all the things necessary for this man to leave office. And, uh, on that that day that I was there, the very next day, I want to say, he stepped down in the Facebook post and then, you know, took that back. And then a couple of days later, like really left. And and what that did was for me, it it hit me in the feels. It, it, it hit me in a spiritual place to, to be on the motherland uh, in the middle of this this tempest. You know how like the storm has the eye of the storm, which is the calmest place? That's where I was. And uh, where I sit right now, I don't want the U.S. to mess Puerto Rico up any more than it already has. Right? I, 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 think- was, I, I was so proud of you, though, by the way, just because I remember when you were over there, man, I was so proud and I felt so happy for you, too, that you were there during a, a, a crucial time period, man. I was just like, my man Ness is out there. He's doing his thing. I was, again. <laughs> well, full disclosure, right? So I appreciate you saying that. I, I was out there for work. I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. we were doing a community sure. service trip. And, you know, my job at the point was, was to chaperone students safely on the island. And, you know, we're in San Juan. And the students are saying to me, can, can we go to the protest? And I'm sitting wow. there like... I, I don't know that I can say yes because like if something happens to you, God forbid, 
right? Like the the cops roll up, the military police show up, and and there's a history of that in Puerto Rico. It could be devastatingly bad. But as I walked on the streets and I got the sense that like these are these are some really good people that are just trying to get their island back. I said, let's let's go in there. And, uh, and so they stayed on the periphery, but yo soy intrometido. So I, you know, I Me went right, right into the, right into the heart of the thing. And, yeah. uh, it and it was a good cause. Yeah. And it was oh, a it good was, cause. It was, it was a good yeah. cause too, right? There was, that, that's the, that's the thing about the, why the situation, why it happened. It was a good cause. And it, it was because this man was caught, you know, having conversations that were cutting people up. Like it was deep cynicism and and Puerto Rico's like nah we can't have somebody like that as a governor so again when I saw it from afar what you were doing you know I lived on the island so I'm like you know I, I know my people are gonna you know I know what they were gonna do but right. to see you I man, man to me to honestly I don't know if we ever had this conversation but I was just so happy for you bro that you were there Thank during you. a crucial part of you know and this happens a lot in the island too um, some of it goes unnoticed. This just happened to be a little bit more uh, extravagant. But again, I was just proud and happy for you that you were there, bro. Yeah, no, thank you. And and so I think my, my point ultimately is that uh, what, it, what it created for me was a sense that Puerto Rico is, it needs to be its its own Ooh. governing Ooh. body. It, it <laughs> cannot be the 51st state. It cannot continue to be this commonwealth. It has to find a way to to stand up on its own two feet. And so, uh, should America divest itself of Puerto Rico? Absolutely. Do they need to leave a parting gift? Yeah, Rep- <laughs> re- reparations, bro. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, you know, re- release us from the debt that that you say we owe you for things that you put in the island that nobody asked for, and and then give us some money, get, like. You're bankrolling all these other things, you know, and the the conspiracy theorist in me is is, is rising up. So, <laughs> you you're funding all these other things around the world. You you know you did wrong in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Fix that. Yeah. That that's a I'm gonna be honest. That's a it's an aggressive stance with Puerto Rico, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's it is there's a there is there is a percentage of the Puerto Rican people on the island and a percentage of Puerto Rico in the mainland that had that same trend of thought, right? Um, I'm going to give you my perspective of it right now. Um, and I, it, we're, we're actually on different, we're on a different side. So this is, this is, this is awesome. Uh-oh. <laughs> the yin and the yang. No. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so, so to kind of start off with kind of uh, a history lesson on Puerto Rico, or not a history lesson, just kind of basic information for, for the listeners, right? Um, about the political parties in Puerto Rico. You mentioned them, right? So you mentioned the El PNP, which is El Partido Nuevo Progresivo. Progresivo. Gracias. Thank you. Progresista. Um, So El PNP. um, One of the things that these political parties, they're affiliated by, they take a stand, right? So the PNP is the party that is pro-statehood. Right. So then you have El Partido Popular Democrático, which is El PPD. Mm-hmm. Um, their stance is status quo or Commonwealth of Puerto Rico or ELA, 
Estado Libre Asociado. Asociado, asociado yeah. Gracias. El, mira, el, el New York hablando en el portugués. You fall into the, um, el, el partido que es el partido independista ¿verdad? de Puerto Rico, right? So, the Green, the green Party, right? Um, yes. The Green Party, because they have their flag is green and, you know, they, um, they're mainly known for that. Um, I found out recently that there's a new party, though, el MVC, uh, which is el Movimiento Victoria Ciudadano. Uh, so, there, there's an election going on right now in Puerto Rico, right? So, as we know, Puerto Ricans don't vote for a there's, president. There's actually protests happening right yeah, now in Puerto yeah, Rico. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, why? Because because he has a reason why. So, right now, el Partido No Progresista, el PNP, has about 32% of the vote. Mm-hmm. El PPD, um, which is the other party that we mentioned, is the status quo, keep the Commonwealth. They're at 31.4%. And then there's two other parties, El Independentista, which is at 13.09. And then el, the new party, MVC, is at 14.9. So the new party actually um, took away a little bit of the votes from the independent movement, right? Yep. But yeah, but right now there is, there is um, it's a close call right now for Puerto Rico. So Rosselló, which is the kid that, you went and had the opportunity to protest about. He was from the 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 political party, the PNP, right? So apparently, if things continue the way that they would um, continue with the voting, and I think 94, 95% of the uh, the, the uh, votes are in, the PNP will retain the government ship in Puerto Rico. So that is the highest, um, right? That is the highest political uh, uh, position that there is on the island. It's the governor. It's not even a Puerto Rican. It's not the president. It's the governor. That's the highest position. So what's interesting to me is that's always, you know, these these two parties have been the main two parties, el PNP and el PPD, which is the statehood pro PPD, PNP, which is the party that's in, in, in charge right now. Their stance, again, they want to be a state of the United States. They want to say, We've done this, you know, this Estado Libre Asociado, this Commonwealth. We've been here. We want to move on from that and define it as a state for Puerto Rico. The PPD wants to keep the status quo. Let's keep it Estado Libre Asociado, Asociado. So let's keep it like that. And then you have the independent party that wants to, hey, you know, let's move on. <laughs> let's get away from this whole, you know, situation and let's be our own, own country, own nation, right? So... You know, it, it's the 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 politics in Puerto Rico, man. There, and you were there. These people are passionate about the politics, and it's a civil discussion, though, right? It, it's always been very, very civil, right? To the yes, when you went, there was they they there was protest because that needed to happen because of what was happening, but in a normal. Uh, you know, election year, it's super, you know, it's, it's really cool. Are you from that party? You know, whatever. Uh, we disagree, you know, but we'll keep it moving and we'll have a medalla together. And it's this, you've been to Puerto Rico, the sense of community that there is in Puerto Rico, what I was mentioning in, in Brooklyn, there isn't that, there is not that sense of community. There, there is that sense of community in Puerto Rico, right? So everybody knows we're on the same fucking island, right? So we're on the same boat, basically. But there are, you know, there, the, the politics is not as divisive as they are here. Well, 
I, I think to your point is the politics disrupts that because when it forces people to choose sides, then things get tricky. And there's blood on the streets, uh, Jerry. And, and make no mistake about it. There's blood in the streets uh, of the United States of America. There's blood in the streets of, of all of the states. Absolutely. right. We, we are a nation founded on, on wars and, and all that kind of stuff. There is blood on the streets of Puerto Rico that have been introduced by the politics. And, and, and so while we do have that sense of communal uh, togetherness, once upon a time, American politics had people telling on each other and sending each other to jail uh, for a little bit of coins, you know, a little bit of that that Judas. Let me get those silver coins because uh, that's going to put me in a better position. And the politics of Puerto Rico has has long been defined by what will I get if I give the United States what they want, and so I'm going to sell out my my nation. Absolutely, that whole and corruption part. Yeah, that that whole that's that's what that is at the root of it. In, that's the situation in Puerto Rico. That's at the root of it. That's at the root of here in the U.S. Right? We. we we have we have things that we need to overcome, right? Um, but as things are right now, um, history plays a big part in how we move forward. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in Puerto Rico. My stance on on you know, in contrast to your stance of being an independent, is shit. We've been Americanized. It might be that Stockholm syndrome, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, it, it could be that, you know. Absolutely. And 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 I I don't I don't know what else we can do to keep a status quo. I think me and you both agree it's not working, right? Mm-mm. It's not working. Mm-mm. So what are my two options? And it's not really what are my two options because statehood is not even an option for this for Puerto Rico right now. That's something that needs to be, uh, you know, needs to go to the Senate, the Congress, and all that. That's not even something that I can say as a Puerto Rican. They can do a plebiscite and say, yeah, we want to be statehood, but that's not necessarily going to mean that they're going to be a state. We can go through the motions, which Puerto Rico has gone through the motions of voting to be a state or not, right? So mm-hmm. I've been there that we have plebiscites every now and then. I was like, okay, let me, <laughs> you know, and, and to be being that I grew up in Brooklyn and understanding how my lifestyle was shaped, right? I'm American to, I mean, shit, bro. You know, like I said, Thanksgiving, we're playing football, you know, to Turkey Bowl. I have a, a lot of American values that, um, that because of where I grew up and, you know, but I know the flip side of that is too is, you know, you're so you're such a proud person coming from an island. You know, you don't want to lose that. You're Puerto Rican, and there's the same Puerto Rican hasta la muerte, right? You know, like it, it. It doesn't matter where you come from or wherever. You're always going to be Puerto Rican because you were, even if you weren't born on the island, you, bro, you're Puerto Rican, right? You were born here, but you're fucking Puerto Rican. So I understand that part of it too. And the biggest argument is you look at Hawaii, right? Hawaii is, they're struggling with their identity, right? But there's factions of Hawaii that's like, shit, we don't want to be a state. We want to be our, we're not American to, you know, we're not. We're fucking, we're from a little island, you know, and and our values are different. How are you going to infringe these values that you have on me? So I get that too. I get it. 
and I think you need to have your your identity need you know you need to have that and 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 that's a major part of again our our voices or, or our conversations come from Brooklyn Puerto Ricanish you know it's like we we dabble in both of it right because that's who we are now for the island itself I think they need to really look at it holistically determine what is best for them as a as an island me personally I think statehood is the option that just gives you it takes you out of this situation that you're in independent hey you know you can go that route and you can make it too it's going to be a struggle right we don't know what that is we 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 we've always been colonized right so we've been on the spanish rule we've been on the the american rule what the fuck does independence look for, like for us we have particular you know islands that we can gravitate to and look at what's going on like in uh la republica dominicana um cuba you have little okay what it is that what is it that Puerto Rico is going to be? That's the unknown. The known for me is statehood. I know if it becomes a state, and hey, you got all the federal programs, protection, whatever, whatever. So that's just my stance on it, right? And it's and it's a stance that you know. Again, I I I don't. I'm one person that has an opinion on that particular aspect of it. I think people on the island, if you live there, you don't get to vote for president, then. That's on you. Let this situation of where you need to be, that is your opportunity to vote where you want to be, right? And I hope that they get that opportunity. And I hope that something, and again, I think me and you are both in agreement that something needs to change. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, listen, it's the the passion that you have is is palpable and and the way you feel about it. and as as we round out to the hour mark for our listeners, uh, like we, we hit that shit again. Oh like, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, and so we apologize for for taking up all your time, but you know we we hope that you're still with us. The the fact is this, and and I think I'm going to take us out with this, is that um some things don't add up, right? Some something in the math is wrong when greater than 50% of the folks are in a terrible situation. And I, I was taught very early on that if, if you don't have a sandwich and I have a sandwich, then we have a sandwich, right? If you don't have money in your pocket and I got five bucks, we have five bucks. You got $1. fifty in my pocket, but yeah. <laughs> And and it doesn't seem like the world is operating from that perspective. I agree. It, it's more like this is my sandwich, this is my five dollars, and I'll buy you a quarter water and a lemon icy, <laughs> and then leave me alone. And th- that shit ain't right. Yeah. Um, we all need to eat. We all need to breathe. We all need to live. And my hope is that when people are done doing all the tallying and counting and all that kind of stuff that the shit adds up to a, a better world, not just for the one percenters, but for every freaking person on this planet. And that's that's my appeal to the universe. Love that's it, my bro. appeal to the listener. That's my appeal to us as, as Brooklyn Knights. It's our job to you know continue to spread that love and that <laughs> knowledge and that awareness. And we hope that uh, as we become a force, 
that people would join us in that journey and, and you know, bring us projects, topics, community service, uh, things that we need to call attention to, because uh, we're going to lend ourselves to that and, and live the things that we talk about on the show. And so uh, my hope is that eventually the math adds up. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. Mathematics. Mathematics. And so with that, I want to say, mi gente, have a great day. My hope is that this election didn't bum you out. And if it did, we're probably going to talk about it sometime <laughs> down the line. But my man most deaf. Take us out. We're going to take us out. Jerry, Yo, have a good peace. night. All right, peace, bro. You know the deal? I think they do. This is me, though. Beats by Supremo for all of my people.